Barry, yep. thanks for your time. Right. What was your position at the Richmond Football Club? What was your role? I was fitness advisor. And how long were you fitness advisor for? For 13 years. From early 60s through to the end of 1973. So, when we say fitness advisor, are you taking training? Yes. Um, I was taking training uh, pre season mm-hmm. and during the season uh, providing programs for the players and working in conjunction with the coaches. So the first coach that you were the fitness advisor under was who? Alan McDonald. Oh right, what was Alan like? Oh alright, um, at that stage fitness advisors weren't um, all the go, there are Two others, I think, uh, one at Essendon and one at Hawthorne, one of my mates there. Um, and uh, they were a bit worried about, you know, what what's all this uh, fitness stuff and exercises and uh, <laughs> lots more running, etc. Hmm. But um, he, he accepted it and it was sort of a, um, well, something that would happen to, to the club. But... Uh, People, you know, like Jack Dye, say, what in the hell is all this for? Um, but however, um, he accepted it, as did the next two or three coaches. Um, there's Rowe, then Len Smith, who was very much uh, positive toward fitness training. Uh, and then Jack Titus for a short while when Len got ill. And then Tom, who was obviously very, very keen on the fitness bit. So how was it that you, because you were saying before that, you know, fitness advisor wasn't really a thing at that stage. So I've read that you you were quite a good athlete. So how was it that you sort of came to be the fitness advisor at Richmond? Well, I was training uh, for athletics and on a couple of occasions... On wet days, we went into a gymnasium in the city, and Graham Richmond was there, and I think he was part owner of that uh, gym. And we got talking about circuit training and the things that are happening in the fitness industry, and uh, he was also the coach of the under-19s at that stage. And he said, well, look, why don't you come down to Richmond? Uh, and uh, so he must have spoken to a few people. Uh, you know how uh, good he was. He was very uh, energetic and convincing, etc. And uh, so I uh, came down and it was through Graham uh, that, I started uh, doing some work there. How good of an athlete were you, Barry? I uh, was the Victorian 400 yards, <laughs> 440 yards, yeah. back in those days, um, hurdles champion for two or three years, and I was the national 440 hurdles champion uh, from 59 to 61. Goodness, you were that good. So, you know, 
there was a, a big background in athletics and I was doing some university work uh, to get my diploma of physical education and uh, the uh, going fitness thing at that stage was circuit training, uh, which I guess is in every fitness centre these days, where you do a number of exercises a number of times and maybe go through three times and uh, time the whole thing and then try to improve. So we had cards, I made cards for the players and they did the exercises and uh, either before training or after training and that went on for a few years. Before you came to Richmond, did you barrack for Richmond? I did. Oh, how lucky is that? <laughs> My parents were born and bred in Richmond and, uh, and I used to be taken to the games at Punt Road by an uncle who's, who was a desperate Richmond man too. So I was Richmond through and through right from the beginning and that was uh, exciting for me to be able to uh, be at the club that uh, I'd followed at that stage all my life. As, as the fitness advisor, was it, sorry, was it a paid position? Uh, I think I got $600. For the year? Yeah. Right. Compared with what the fitness programs are these days <laughs> and uh, the uh, fitness teams, I've got no idea. I think before I left it went up to $1,000, so uh, which wasn't very much even in those times. So I'm guessing, what, what, did you have an, an actual, uh, another occupation that you had? Yeah, I was uh, either at university yeah. or uh, with the physical education branch of the education department. Oh, okay, yep. Right. So I was working full time yeah. and uh, I was even playing a bit of footy. Um, on, on some occasions, uh, I'd go to Punt Road, I'd work with the players to a, a bit of a warm-up. Uh, we weren't allowed out on the oval in those, those days, so we had to do something inside. Uh, and then I'd get in my car and drive uh, down to Taronga Station mm. uh, and play, play a game of footy with the Taronga team. And, and I wasn't very good at footy, and, and uh, Graham said to me at one stage, look, I think you better stay here as a fitness advisor, you're not going to make it as a footballer, <laughs> which he was quite right, of course. And what was the reason that you weren't allowed out on the ground? Uh, the VFL, as it was then, um, had these rules. <laughs> And, and I've, I've got a feeling that when, with Tom, we did go out once and we got fined. So you weren't allowed, what, to actually be on the ground training until a particular date or something? Is that what you mean? No, during the matches. You weren't out. Oh, you weren't sorry, out, right. right. You weren't allowed out there before the match and let, until you ran out and played the game. <laughs> right, so on game day, you're warming the team up inside. Yeah. Right, and they're not allowed to run out before, obviously, the actual start of the game, technically. That's correct. So did, did you... Uh, were you ever the Richmond runner? Yes. Right. So so just to I sort ra of... I ran for um, Len Smith 
conjunctitis and Tom Murphy. So where did you sit as the Richmond runner during the game? In the coach's box. Right, so this was sort of in the stand, was it? No, no, um, on the on the edge of the ground. Right, okay. At, at ground level? Yeah. Right. So if we if we take Tommy Hafey for instance, you, so you're so on the on this in this box here, you we've got Tommy. I'm guessing we've probably got the assistant coach as well and stuff like that. Yeah, John Nix would have been there. Right. And, and uh, chairman uh, of selectors maybe, Alan Cook. Yeah, the chairman of selectors, either Charlie um, Priestley, Charlie Priestley, or later on uh, Bob Dickinson. Right, and you're in this box as well. Yep. How many times would you go out to give a message, do you reckon, in a quarter? Uh, three or four. Right, OK. And uh, are you wearing, like, an official Richmond outfit? or? No, wearing uh, white, white trousers, a cricket sort of trousers. Oh, yes. And a white jumper, a white shirt, yep. and an armband, a VFL armband. All right. And uh, are you wearing footy boots? Yep. Especially as the grounds were in the early days, they were sometimes <laughs> very muddy. Now, with with Tommy as coach, do you remember what was sort of what was the gist of the messages that he would ask you to give? Um, usually, or not usually, every time positive. Okay. Yeah. Um, never ask to do anything uh, untoward, you know, go out there and clobber someone or whatever. Yep. Never that. Um, to change change positions or to uh, try to uh, a slightly different technique or uh, a different um, method to go to the side or the front or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you ever tell everyone just to kick it to Royce and get out of his way? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never heard that. They were naturally doing that. <laughs> how did how did some of the players respond to your messages? Because I'm guessing you had some people in that team. Bill Barrett would be one, for instance. Um, uh, Royce Hart, Francis Burke, even my father. Um, you know, they're pretty headstrong people. Yeah. Did they, were they always accepting of the messages? Not always. Um, at a practice game in Horsham at one stage, um, Bill Barrett refused to come off. Uh, Len Smith said, go and get him and tell him to come off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he didn't. Did you, have, um, you had to give him the message? Yep, yep. What did he say I, to you, uh, Barry? Hey? What did he say to you? Did he swear a bit at you? Oh, no, he said, oh, I'm not coming off. See you later. Um, I think he also took off his jumper once in a game and just stood there <laughs> while the ball went around him. He was, he, you know, he was a pretty determined player, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, good player, great player. Yeah. But um, little bits and pieces uh, happened, I, I guess. But uh, I used to say, look, I bring the messages out. I don't take them back. That was a, that's a good way to shut it down, Barry. I like that. <laughs> who, it's your time there, who were the really fit players? Oh, your dad. Right. Because he did so much work with Bill Romeo and uh, 
did a lot of a lot of sprint work, and uh, therefore he was on top of the world. Bill Barrett, yep, um, who also did a lot of weight training and uh, uh, running. Yep. In the very early stages, um, in the middle sixties, mm. uh, Neville Crow and. Um, uh, uh, who was his rover? Name was on. Ted Langridge? Langridge. Yep. Yeah. They used to, uh, we used to do an extra night's training and they used to do quite a bit. Um, and Langridge in particular. Right. Uh, um, of the others, they all, they all, um, were, were happy to, uh, do the extra work like we used to run around the tan in the early stages of the season um, and uh, and then we used to, to do other work on the old, the old Scotch Oval which was across the, across the railway line so mm. they were all pretty good they were all pretty good um, they considering that football wasn't their full time yeah, thing yeah. Too. yeah. They, they, some of them were happy to do an extra night, uh, and uh, they they accepted it that this was the the, the new regime, <laughs> and uh, uh, we got on pretty well together. So, how many days a week would the training be? Is it Thursday and Friday? Yeah, just the th- sorry Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday. Th- Tuesday, Thursday, and every now and again we'd do a Wednesday. So you would also create a, a third day. That, yeah. that that must have been pretty uncommon at the time. It was, it was. But um, for those who wanted to do it, and that's what I say, it's where Langridge and uh, Neville uh, probably led the way there, um, and others, and Bill Barrett and, and others, that if they wanted to do an extra one, they joined in. Was there uh, any anyone who wasn't, let's say, at, at the other end of the spectrum, Barry, who wasn't as fit or wasn't as, you know... Proactive when it came to that. The whale needed a bit of um, <laughs> that's pushing a, along. That's a shock, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and on, a, on one occasion, um, we go around the tan. He'd cut cut through the sh- find a shortcut and right. uh, and not run the Anderson Hill bit. And uh, he was he, smart. He was he was a. Um, a guy who'd get out of training if he could. Right. And did you have to... So, did you have to constantly report back to the coaches, Tommy, about how their fitness are going? And was there... Did you have, like, a scheduled meeting with Tommy about this? Uh, we'd, talk, we'd talk about the training, but he knew exactly what was happening. Right. Yeah. And we'd, we'd decide, uh, or he'd decide, uh, what we might need to do uh, mm. after his bit of training or before uh, he was very good like that so if you were the runner for Tommy that means you were the runner in the 1967 premiership yep and 69 yep and 73 73 my goodness Barry in 67 I'm guessing you're sitting on the bench near Tommy are you yep Richmond, ha- Richmond haven't won a flag for decades. Yeah. Do you remember the feeling, the emotion as you got yeah, close? Oh, just incredibly excited. 
exciting. Yeah. And that, that um, as you well know, the the feeling and, and the camaraderie which was shown at the uh, dinner the other night, mm. they were a, a fantastic group of people and uh, they, in winning that premiership and breaking that long period, uh, they were really great. So, uh, no, that's 50 years ago, as you know. It's amazing, um, isn't it? It's a bit hard to think about exactly what happened, but we were excited. <laughs> yeah, and, and 69 was the same as well. I mean, that was a close yeah. game as well yeah. um, against Carlton. And 73 was a bit of a... At that time, of course, uh, we were getting to use telephones because uh, we're at the MCG and um, he was up upstairs in the uh, the coaches' boxes up there. And so we had to use the telephone and talk to each other that way. This is around about what year, you're saying? Oh... Well, it must have been about... Uh, 67, late. he was on the ground, so it must have been, what, late 69, you think, or... Yeah, onwards. Yeah. yeah, when they went up into the... Yeah, well, and so you stayed on the ground level? Yep. How reliable were the phones, Barry? Pretty good. Oh, were they? Yeah. Okay. And was it always Tommy who would be on the end of the phone? Yes. All right, and so you had, you had the phone next to you, I'm guessing? So we could sit down on the, on the ground level, yep. have the phone there, and uh, he would uh, talk to us there. And would the f- did the phone actually ring, or was it like beep, or...? Yeah, just a, a, a beep. <laughs> and you go, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, hello, who's there? <laughs> did you ever... Did you always remember the messages, or did you have to write them down? Oh, no, they were only short messages. Okay. I didn't have any trouble running out there and say, oh, look, I've forgotten the message. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever add to the messages your own personal thing? No. No. Did you ever stay on the ground longer than you were supposed to? Sometimes. All right. Was that a plan? No. If, you know, players um, might run away <laughs> in play. Yep. Um, not, not deliberately. Really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in play, so he has to wander around, and uh, the umpires would be saying, "Get off, get off." But so, uh, I mean, the umpires then were um, different sorts of people. We knew them all personally. They used to come in for um, an, an odd drink after the game and mm. things of, of that nature. So there's a whole um, situation that's very different today. And did the other clubs have runners as well at this time? Have runners? Yes. Everyone had runner? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did you all know each other? Oh, some of them I did. Yeah. Some did, yeah. So in 73, Richmond are in the grand final, and it's a, um, you know, we famously lost 72, yet kicking a high score. And speaking to Tommy, he always said that, you know, there was this determination to win 1973 because of yep. what happened in the grand final. Did you feel that as a fitness advisor? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was very tense. Very tense and very uh, um, positive in terms of uh, 
going on and trying to get that. And that was um, the end for me because earlier in that year I had been appointed as Head of Physical Education and Sport for the Education Department in Adelaide. And they, that was in July, and they said, would you come straight over? I said, no, I've got a job to do. I'll be over after the grand final. <laughs> and so following the grand final in 73, I jumped in my car and came over to Adelaide um, and have followed the Tigers mm. since then, of course, and by coming over to the Tommy Hofey Club uh, lunches and mm. whatever. Did you have players come to you, um, Barry, who were who were injured, but they didn't want the coach to know? Um, like, did you yeah, sort of were you quite specific about you know what to say to who and what? Yeah, there was a bit of hiding. Yeah, I can remember um, one person who was um, a little bit injured yeah. and said he was all right and did the training and when we uh, I finished that Tom said well um, go to Barry and do the do your circuit training and uh, we'll see how you go mm. and halfway through the circuit this player said go to Buggery I'm not playing <laughs> oh. he tried to cover it up but yeah. when we put him through um, the program he just couldn't make it can you just tell me quickly, uh, what, what was Royce Hart's knees like? Oh, all right. He was, um, I guess there was, we're very protective about certain people. Hmm. Um, and your dad is one of them. I mean, he was doing a lot of his own work. He wasn't uh, huge and strong. Yeah. So we, they had to be careful of um, just how much they did do. And Royce... And others who yeah. had injuries sometimes were given a, um, a bit easy uh, and doing things to ensure that the rest of them was okay, but maybe uh, the injured part was being protected. I think everyone does that, protects the, those who uh, yeah. got a little bit of an injury. Sure. And just finally, do you remember how you celebrated the premierships in 67 or 69 or 73? Yeah, um, certainly after after the game, uh, we had dinners. Right. The, the club had organised um, a dinner, whether, you know, win, lose or draw. Mm-hmm. And so um, on that night there was uh, a, a dinner some, somewhere. Hmm. And uh, we uh, celebrated, sang the song and everything else. Um, but it uh, didn't go on for, <laughs> you know, weeks and weeks like some of them do now. Do you look at the game sometimes now, Barry, and just wonder how much it's changed? You know, you see players, they're drinking Gatorade at half-time. They've got runners coming out every 20 seconds with water and everything like that. Um, after the game, you know, they're eating specific foods... What 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 did we do at training? Did we did we just go and have some soup or some uh, some pizza or <laughs> what happened back then? Um, we didn't have soup that often. Uh, once or twice uh, during the winter, maybe. Um, 
trainers didn't didn't have much water with them. I mean, that's a completely different uh, scenario at the moment. Yeah. And the game the game is different. I mean, it was kick long, take yeah. a mark, stop. And uh, Len Smith was the one that uh, um, taught the players uh, to run round and play on and, and started the, the, the play on bit. Um, but apart from that, it was sort of well, be with your opponent, beat them if you could, and kick, kick the ball long down toward the goals. Um, and Len Smith had uh, ten... Um, little things that he used to say, and I, I just wonder whether anyone has got a copy of those. But oh, the commandments, know, yeah. His first one was get the ball through the goal in the quickest possible time. <laughs> that, yep. that uh, still holds up. Still holds up very strongly, doesn't it? Were you ever involved in any incidences on the ground, Barry, or the umpires telling you to get off, or were you fined, or anything like that? No. As a runner. Clean. <laughs> That's good. That's great. Yeah. Look, you've been a lifelong supporter of the club too, which I think's yep. fa- and you've given so much to the club that uh, you know we, we need to thank you for everything that you've done um, and for your contribution because uh, it should never be forgotten, uh, especially the men sort of behind the scenes like yourself. Oh, I do appreciate that. Yeah, it was good. It was great fun. It was um, lucky that. Uh, Graham and I met and did what we did, um, and uh, the fact that I was a long, a lifelong supporter just made it a little bit extra.